Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. Amen. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble here and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I, I know you're at your, you're in your house and you're, you're maybe at your kitchen table, maybe you're on the couch, and it might be a little weird, but uh, let's exalt Jesus or wherever you are. Just slip in a hallelujah, slip in a thank you, Jesus. Certainly, God has been absolutely amazing to us, and He deserves our glory and He deserves our praise. I'm so excited to be hanging with you today as we are streaming this video to you. Why don't you just go ahead and do me a favor and share this link, uh, share uh, this, uh, this video with somebody, invite them, text them, call your BFF, call your boo, call mom, call your uncle and let them know that we are on, we are live and we are excited to be hanging out with you today. Uh, if you're getting this video, uh, this particular video, uh, that means that the, the city has really shut down. Because the city has shut down, we have had to pre-record our service. Uh, one of the things I love about pastoring in this age is we get to pastor in a real tech age, which means uh, we're not hindered in our ability to be able to communicate with you no matter where you are in the world. You can be in Uganda right now and hear the gospel be able to be piped to you. And I'm grateful to be able to serve uh, God in that capacity in this time, in this age. Uh, well, listen, I'm real eager to preach the Word of God and get into the Word with you. Once you grab your Bibles and your devices or your laptops or whatever contains the Word of God and meet me in the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Once you get to 1 Peter, go to chapter 5. Uh, if you are a member here, if you are um, a, a tender here at Epiphany Church, you, you would notice that I'm not going to Romans today. That's very intentional, uh, really for two reasons. I think, you know, my heart of going through the entire book of Romans was to make sure that uh, you guys are being pastored through the book. And so that's a little hard to do like this. And so we've decided to press pause on the book of Romans. Notice the letters are gone behind me. If you uh, are a member here, you you know those letters signify that we are in the book. Uh, and so we, we have moved away from the book of Romans uh, for that reason, but also because uh, cultural, culturally, there's so much going on right now. There's so much chaos. There's so much fear. There's so much anxiety. There's so much going on. And because so much is going on, uh, what I love about the word is that it addresses exactly what we are dealing with. And so I think First Peter 5 will give us some comfort today and some solace as we deal with uh, this uh virus that is going around, COVID-19, or some would call it the coronavirus, as that continues to spread and impact us, not just domestically here, uh, but globally, all around the world. There's nobody that's not impacted right now. It doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your socioeconomic makeup. All of us have been impacted in some way, shape, and form. And so therefore, what does the Bible have to say about that? And how are we emotionally responding to this crisis. And so I, I think the word of God has something to say. There's one verse I want to deal with uh, today. So if you got your Bibles out and you're in 1 Peter 5, check out this one verse. Peter says in verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
I simply want to preach today from the topic entitled, My God versus My Anxieties. Let me, let me uh, say that again. I want to preach from the topic, My God versus My Anxieties. Do me a favor. Let's pray to the Lord before we dig in. Uh, Father, Numbers 23, verse 19 says that you are not a man that you should lie neither the son of man that you should repent. And so, Father, we thank you for your commitment to truth telling and promise keeping. And so today, oh God, as we dig into your word, one simple verse, oh God, may it rock our lives. May it give us the foundation that we need today, this morning, as we continue to wrestle with the chaotic, uh, the, the chaos that is around us. May you give us peace, comfort through your word. It's in Christ's name we give all glory. Amen. My God versus my anxieties. Uh, as you can imagine, there has been an increase in fear and an increase in anxiety uh, over this outbreak. And like I said before the prayer, uh, this, this fear and this anxiety actually goes way beyond just here in America. One of the things I was praying for today uh, you know, sometimes I can just pray for our elected officials here in our nation because their laws and, and the, 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 the stuff that they, the procedures that they put out, they do impact us. But I, I realize that it's really important to play, pray for not just our elected officials, but all elected officials across the world because everyone is dealing with this health epidemic. And as we're dealing with it, we, we, we've been impacted emotionally. Some of us don't even know it yet. So some of us don't even realize how this health scare is impacting us, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a financial one, uh, from an isolation one. I I talked to some friends earlier and they've been stuck in the house for the last couple of weeks. So because they've been stuck in the house, whether they're teachers or uh, they have their own businesses and they're entrepreneurs or whatever they do, because they're stuck in the house, they've never had to be so disconnected and isolated. And you would be surprised how that causes all types of emotional turmoil and how that can cause some type of uh, emotional distress. And uh, here's the truth, though. The truth of the matter is that anxiety did not start with COVID-19. I think this virus has really just exposed the deeper fears that we already have in our lives. And so, no, 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 don't don't get it twisted. It did not start with this virus and don't get it twisted that it will not end with this virus. Once this epidemic has passed, do not think that your anxiety and your fear will pass because life has a way of hitting you. I mean, let's just consider, man, if you've had a tragic death in your family in the last few years, you're probably still wrestling with that. I mean, some some of us have some of you have gotten laid off from your job. That has a way of emotionally really wrecking your life. And maybe it's stressful relationships in your life. Maybe it's financial burdens or lack of job opportunities. No matter what it is, anxiety knows how to creep in. Man, here's a stat, man, that rocked me earlier when I read it. Over 40 million adults in the United States have been diagnosed with some type of anxiety disorder. And here's the craziest part about our anxiety is uh, uh, the health world couldn't even put uh, the, the anxiety we have in one bucket. They had to put at least five different buckets. Let me read them to you. Anxiety attacks or panic disorders. There's obsessive compulsive disorders. 
There's phobia disorders. There's social anxiety. There's post-traumatic stress disorders. We have been so emotionally distressed that the health, the, 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 the world of, of mental health has had to say, you know what, I can't classify it with one type of attack. It's so many of them. And so here's my question. What does the word of God have to say? Well, praise God for Peter. Because Peter is going to give us just a little bit of peace today to calm our fears. Watch how he starts this passage. In verse seven, one verse, the, the top of the verse says, casting all your, if you have a physical copy at home, circle this word, anxieties. One of the things I love about Peter, and one of the things I love about all of the Bible is that the Bible does not promise a stress-free life. The Bible does not dismiss our anxieties. If you're dealing with anxiety, if you meet with a therapist and you, you have to talk to somebody, the Bible does not look at that as abnormal. In fact, I think Peter mentioning it this morning to us is actually Peter saying, nah, anxiety is actually a part of life. And it's almost as though Peter is like, expect it. Expect that you will have anxiety in your Life And this is consistent with all of the Bible, all of the Bible. If you read Job chapter 14, verse one, here's what Job says. Man who is born of a woman is a few days and those days are full of trouble. Listen to what Job says. He says two things about life. Number one, life is short. Number two, it's full of trouble. No, no wonder we're so full of anxiety. No, no wonder we're so full of stress. The reason we're full of stress is because Job says, listen, it's short and, and it's full of trouble. And so we are anxious people, but I am not one of those pastors that will tell you that if you meet Jesus, that once you meet Jesus, all of your anxiety will go away. If any preacher ever tells you that it is a lie, because the reality is you meet Jesus and life still has a way of strangling you emotionally. Even when you meet Jesus, that does not mean all anxiety will go away. If that was the case, Peter would have never wrote this verse. But Peter writes this verse to people that he knows are dealing with some type of apprehension and some type of stress and some type of worry. And so he says here, casting all your anxieties on him. Far too long, the church has tried to over spiritualize our trauma. Far too long, the, the church has just said, come to the altar and then pray on the altar. And once you pray on the altar, when you go back to your seats, then you won't have any issues. But it's not true. You still you still have to wrestle because this life is full of turmoil. This life is full of dysfunction. This life is full of sin. And so because it is, we need an anchor. We, we need some place that we can take our trauma and uh, you know, I, I love the, the hoodies that say Jesus plus therapy because the reality is many of us need we all need Jesus, but most of us need therapy. No, don't 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 believe that you can deal with your issues by yourself. Many of us need to sit on someone's couch and just talk. Many of us right now, you need to be thinking, man, I haven't seen that therapist in a long time. Maybe I can call her up. Maybe I can call him up and schedule an appointment. Yes, you need Jesus, but you absolutely still need some therapy. And so Peter is going, not going to dismiss our, our issues. He's going to say, listen, your anxiety is real. It is not the result of COVID-19. It just further exposes what we are dealing with and this is certainly this season right now is certainly a stressful one. I mean, I mean, let's just be honest. I have talked to business owners that have 
had to shut their business down. And as a consequence of them shutting their business down, they have no clue how they're going to make their payments on their bills for the next month. You know, some some businesses that are just starting up, I mean, they literally are month to month and that can cause all types of fear. Many people don't even want to leave their house. They don't want to leave their house for fear of being exposed. I, we have doctors right here in our church. Many of them called this week and said, pray for me because I'm constantly around this virus. It is a fear, not even mentioning loneliness. Can you imagine? I've been praying for our singles here at the church. I've been praying for our singles because I realize our singles, if you're talking about staying home and not going out the house, at least if you have a family around or a roommate, you have somebody you can talk to. No, 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 no. But singles have to sit at home by themselves. We have to take advantage of technology. Facebook somebody today. FaceTime somebody today. Marco Polo them and be like, hey, girl, I'm here. Like, we got to do something to talk because we cannot sit home and just simply be lonely. And so what Peter is going to do is he's going to say, listen, your worries, it's normal. But, but even though your worries is normal, here's what the believer has. We have a safe place that we can take them. Please note this word in verse seven. He says, casting all your anxieties on him. This is so amazing to me that Peter writes all because that means any and everything should be taken to God. There is nothing too big that God can't handle and there's nothing too small that he doesn't want to hear about. Like God wants everything that you are dealing with. He wants all of it. Don't, don't dismiss this word, casting all of it. You've ever been in a conversation with somebody and while you were talking to them, they were half listening and half not listening. You can almost feel it in the conversation where, where it's, it's almost like, man, they're just ready for you to get going with the conversation. They can move on and talk to the next person. No, not so with God. When the Bible says cast all your cares, that means that God wants everything that you are dealing with. And because he wants everything that you are dealing with, you ought to take it to him. Also notice where we're taking it. I mean, I mean, it's very clear. Casting all your anxieties. Watch this on him. I think the reason that we don't cast our anxieties on God is because we don't know. This might be bad English. We don't know who the hymn of scripture is. That, that might be one of the reasons why we don't cast him because we don't know who he is and therefore we don't trust him. But let me introduce you to the hymn that Peter is talking about. He's talking about the hymn who was before all things. He's talking about the hymn, the one who created all things. He's talking about the hymn, the one that sustains all of life. He's talking about the hymn, the one that, that uh, created the universe and the universe was created for him at the same time. The one that made and the one that it was made for we're talking, Peter's talking about the hymn, the one that was born of a virgin that came to save the world. The, the hymn, the one that lived a spotless life. The, the, Peter, the, the hymn that Peter is talking about is the hymn that went to a cross bearing all of the weight, the burden, the sins, the anxieties, the dysfunction. Peter is talking about the hymn that died for our sins. Peter's talking about the hymn, the, the, the one that after dying for our sin was raised to new life. P Peter is also talking about the hymn, the one that didn't just raise to new life, but ascended into heaven is sitting, waiting, waiting for us to get it together so he can come back down and take all of us back home with him. That is the hymn that Peter is referring to when he says, take in, or cast your burdens or your anxieties on him. He's talking 
about a safe place that we can carry it. I, I found this quote interesting. There's a quote I read earlier today that said, Jesus will carry your backpacks, uh, your backpack of worries as you hike toward heaven. Somebody should just in your kitchen say facts right there, because that is exactly what Jesus does. Jesus looks at your anxiety and he says, nah, my, my, my baby can't. They, they can't bear that one alone. And so therefore I will come alongside of them and I will take their burdens. I will take their anxiety and I'll cast them on myself. Well, here's the question you should be asking. Why should I take my anxieties to him? I, I hear you. You're telling me to cast them all. I got that. I actually hear you when, when you're saying, don't just cast them, uh, but know where you're casting them, casting, cast them on him. Here's the question you should be asking. Is he trustworthy? Why should I take my anxieties to him? Well, I love that you asked that because verse number seven, the B part is going to answer it. He says here, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So the reason that we are casting our anxieties on him is because he just made a promise that he wants to care for you. Like God actually cares. And if you need proof that God cares for you, look no further than the fact that you woke up this morning. The fact that you woke up this morning tells me that God actually cares for you, because if he didn't care, you wouldn't have made it past last night. That is God's proof of God saying, listen, I I'm a God that cares. I can be trusted. But the greatest way that he cares for us is not superficial stuff. The greatest way he cares for us is by the sending of his son. The fact that he sent Jesus Christ to do what you and I could never do, which is live up to God's standard, which is not good. It's perfect. Sit, sit on that for a second. That the standard of God's holiness and you and I being accepted is not I had a good day and my good outweighs my bad. No, 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 no. That the standard that God wants is perfect. And Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sins is what gives us the availability to be called spotless and holy. That is God saying, I care so much for him that I'm willing to send my son. And when I send my son, I'm going to put all the sins of the world on my back. That is God caring for us. God doesn't just look at us and see the problem, but God looks at us and he provides the solution. God cares so much for us that he says the solution that I'm going to give to you is Jesus and Jesus alone. If y'all were in this room with me, I'd ask you to look at your neighbor and say, God always got my back. God always cares, but you're not in here. So you should look at somebody in your house and go wake them up and say, God got my back. God always is the one that cares for me. But I don't want to downplay your anxiety. I don't want to downplay your worries. I realize that many of you really are dealing with some hard and heavy stuff. And some of it is due to uh, the spreading of this virus. And some of it is just due to life in and of itself. I don't want to downplay it. I just want to promise you that there's a place that you can actually take them. I don't I really don't know how I would be able to deal with life if Jesus wasn't next to me bearing my burdens. There, there's some lyrics to a song that I love that say, are you hurting and broken within? This is overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Then it goes on to say, Jesus is calling. I, I don't know who you are on the other end of this camera. I don't know who you are streaming this on your device or on your phone or on your laptop. I don't know who you are, but here's what I do know. Jesus knows who you are and he actually cares. Cast your anxieties on him. Why do I do it? Because he actually cares for me. I, I wanna spend a few minutes just praying for you. 
I want to pray for you because I do realize how heavy this season is. I love Peter because Peter, Peter's not dismissing it at all. He's just telling you, man, you got, you got to take that load somewhere. And there's somebody that actually wants that load. I, I want to spend time praying for the one, the, the single mother that just got laid off. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the entrepreneur that started that business and started it with so much excitement. But somewhere along the lines of the last few months, you started to break down. I want to pray for you. I pray for that young man that works a job that's hourly and your, your money depends on you going to work and you're now at home. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for that doctor or that nurse that has to go to work every day. And even though you have to go to work every day, you are fearful that you are being exposed and taking something back home to your family. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the people that are in this room. You, you might not see them, but there's a crew of, 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 of tech people in this room. I want to pray for you. Why? Because all of us, none of us are exempt from stress. None of us are exempt from anxiety. All of us need a place to take it. Father, I pray for each and every person that is on the other side of this camera. Father, I pray that the brokenness that they are dealing with, that they would realize that they don't have to carry it alone. I love the scripture that says we were burdened beyond our strength. That there are times, oh God, that we literally cannot cope with life, but I thank you that we don't have to do it alone. We can come to the Father. And the song says that your arms are open. You are sitting there with somebody right now wrestling. Is he talking to me? Yes, I am. Father, would you wrap your arms around them? Help them to know and realize that there's a safe place. Jesus says, bring your burdens to me. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. So, Father, would you work a miracle today in somebody's life? I do pray for resources. I pray even if businesses aren't, aren't open and, and those who are home and hourly, I do pray that you would give them a testimony of how you were able to provide even in a season like this. Father, would you do that for them? And at the end of the day, I pray, oh God, that you would get the glory. We don't want any of your, we do not want to be glory thieves. We want to make sure you get complete glory, complete honor, and complete praise because I don't know anybody else that deserves it. It's in Christ's name we give all glory. Amen. Thank you for streaming with us today. Thank you for hanging with us today. Uh, I, I really do pray for you. And even after this video, if you want to get in contact with us, there's so many ways you can do that through social media. You can check out our website. There's, there's, uh, there's emails that you can, you can email us and let us know what's going on in your world. Because we love to stay in contact. And of course, we would love to make sure that we are praying for you. I'll end our time with this doxology. A doxology is what we give to God. This is not a benediction that's pronounced over the assembled gathering. This is praise to the one that's worthy. Receive this doxology, Jude 24. Now unto him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. Be glory majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us. Love you guys.
straight. <laughs>